On this week's edition of the Undrafted Podcast, we're going to give you our way too late NBA draft grades and what we thought about the draft as a whole. We also talk about the biggest trade in NBA history. So be sure to tune in, listen to that. Big teams. And here's the song we're playing to open the episode. Chris, let me tell you this. I will never forget where I was when I found out Austin Rivers got traded for Marcin Gortat. Yeah, blockbuster. Blockbuster deals are happening. See, this is why we can't miss weeks is because we just miss the prime content like this. Yes. Where, um, well, this was the kind of trade we weren't going to record today, no. but then Woj tweeted out the uh, the uh, Marcin Gortat for Austin Rivers, and I we texted each other. Like, we texted each other at the exact same yeah. time. It's like, gotta we got to record it. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Marcy I'm honestly cut. surprised we were able to find some studio time. You know, usually got to reserve. Yeah, that. things get really cluttered around here sometimes. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, but are, we're lucky. Glad, to, glad to see we haven't missed. Blessed, this blessed. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, that's the, that's really the big NBA news today. Is Have you uh, ever been traded by your dad before? I guess it's not his no. dad anymore. But Wait, like, how does that not, go? It's not his dad anymore. Well, <laughs> wait. What's this story? No, I'm sorry, now? Jerry West is 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 isn't uh, oh, Austin's okay. dad anymore. Jerry West is now running things. <laughs> I I'm thought sorry. you meant Doc. Like, yeah, no, Doc. <laughs> he sold uh, in the trade. That's why. Like, actually pe- people are saying this is a pretty lopsided deal. But actually, uh, Doc's gonna. But actually, you know what? He's gonna get taxed even more now. He lost a child. That's um. You can't really write him off on taxes yeah. anymore. He gave Scott Brooks the rights to his yeah. kids while in the trade. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, really, the big thing to me in this trade that it, it tells me at least, and I think a lot of people are taking it is uh, DeAndre Jordan's on his way out of Los Angeles. You uh, think they're just going to clear out everybody now? Well, he's he's already going to be he's because Austin was kind of their only young chip, you know, where you could yeah. be like, hey, like you know, Austin Rivers could be, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll have like a, a I don't want to say a Victor Oladipo-esque jump, but like yeah. Austin Rivers was kind of like their prime candidate to uh, like be their young talent. Um, kind of surprising, like Marcin Gort, like that's all they got really was Marcin Gortat for him. Yeah, and and to me it's a, it's a win for both sides because Marcin Gortat wasn't particularly the most liked player on the Wizards, <laughs> and uh, and as I said, the, the 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 Clippers get their center now because the rumor or the report rumor, whatever you want to call it, is. DeAndre Jordan's pretty much gone. Uh, if yeah. he opts in, he's going to try and work a trade, preferably to the Ma- the Mavericks, which is the funny thing, is because yeah. he could have been a Maverick Definitely four years been. ago or whatever yeah. it was, and and he chose to be okay with being locked in a room and signed the contract with the uh, Clippers. And now, obviously, it's a total different situation with the Clippers. Uh, Chris Paul's gone. Blake yeah. Griffin's gone. Austin they drafted Rivers two gone. rookies or two two rookies, uh, two guards too. So that yep. was probably a little sign of things to come. Um, just a really. By the way, yeah, the DeAndre to Dallas thing is weird to me because it seems like Dallas has now became um that team where, oh, you have a big man that isn't happy. Like, oh yeah, Dallas wants him. Like Demarcus Cousins is rumored, rumored to go to yeah. Dallas. Um, Nerlens Noel was obviously uh that didn't work out at all this year in Dallas. Um, really, since they didn't re-sign Tyson Chandler after winning the championship, they've been looking for for a center, and um, they, they had a chance to draft one. They opted probably for the better option in Luca, but could have gotten, you know, Mo Bamba. There was talk that they were hot, really high on. Um, I guess everyone kind of went besides that, but um, 
yeah, that's that's real interesting, man. Just yeah, and we'll obviously we'll obviously talk about the draft here in a minute. Yeah. Um, that trade was one of the biggest surprises. Uh, not not a surprise. People knew teams. It just were, came out of nowhere. Well, like, teams. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to it. We'll we'll talk about it. Um, I guess the other big NBA news it's it's official. It's officially Shams Woj tweet notification season. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If you if you don't stay stay uh, alerted with Shams and Woj, then you're not really an NBA supporter, in my opinion. Like, Woj won the NBA draft. Well, yeah, he did. With which is weird because last was last year Shams shined during the draft, or was it was it not until free agency? I think Shams really took over free agency. Okay. Yeah. That's when because, Shams arrived. Yeah. Uh, Woj really. I don't think Woj was necessarily the first one to break a lot of these picks, was he? Well, was, so so Yahoo, because he yeah Yahoo and ESPN agreed to not. Yeah, announced who was going to get picked, yeah. and then Mark Stein of the New York Times tweeted out that the like, Kings were going Marvin Bagley before the pick was announced, and then it was open season. Yeah, but the thing is, is Woj never said a team was drafting anybody. No. Woj said they were laser in. Brought out the thesaurus. He brought out the. My, I think my favorite was the won't pass up on. Uh, yeah they they will not. They will definitely not pass or won't pass on this opportunity or something. I'm I'm gonna pull up. Like, his, his tweets were just masterful that just night. Just the best ones. Yeah. Um, they have a laser on him. Be careful. Don't point it in his eye though. Yeah. Things like that. Like, like he won't. Like Shams was even saying like they're gonna pick this guy, and Woj was like, no, I'm not gonna spoil the pick. I'm just gonna analyzed, you know. uh, enamored, unlikely to resist, has lasered on, focused on, um. Let's see here. No plans to pass on. No plans to pass on. That's a good one. That was the Grayson Allen one. Um, fixated on. It's a great one. Determined to select. <laughs> this is just so good. It's Woj is a genius. Woj, Saint Bonaventure, man. You know, he, he's he's a Bonnie. That's what they do. Uh, really masterful work, man, by Woj. Like, yeah, just you you never. And do you think he got in trouble? No, because he technically never spoiled a pick. He just kind of he broke the spirit of the law and not the letter. But but Mark Stein broke it first because it becomes the purge after somebody. Well, Mark breaks Stein doesn't work for Yahoo. Mark Stein works for the New York, York Times. Times. Yes, he, but he I, had no such agreement. I think when Mark Stein did it, um, Woj and Shams were like, "Yo, man, this is our job. We're going to take think, this well, back." What I, if I could imagine, what happened is after Mark Stein did it. Woj went to his boss and was like, see, is this what you want? Like, if you want, like, you hired me to be Woj. You hired me yes. to break these things and to be the, the most well-connected man in the room. And then if you're just going to go and let Mark Stein win the draft, you know, it's it's like, why did you pay Woj? Yeah. I mean, by all accounts, too, if you remember when they signed Woj, it was right before they did uh, the first huge set of layoffs. Yep. And there was a lot of talk that a lot of that reason was because they dropped the bag for Woj yep. in such a major way. And then Shams appeared and Shams all of a sudden yeah. is the guy, you know. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably what happened. That probably happened too with Yahoo is um, – Yeah, it's like you either <laughs> either you either get just, nothing yeah. or you get it all. You break the rules. Yeah. And and it, it makes sense is, is, you know, you definitely want to break the rules. Um, so I guess since we're talking about the NBA draft now and the shenanigans that went on, do we want to actually dive in? Yeah. No, let's, let's do it. I, uh, yeah. So uh, anywhere you want to start specifically? 
Um, I guess the logical thing would be to start with the first pick. Yeah, we'll start with the first pick. Um, or we can just – I'd like to start at least with the first team um, in Phoenix because I don't understand why um, people aren't talking enough about Phoenix's draft. To me, to get, uh, obviously, DeAndre Ayton with the first pick and then to come with the first pick in the second round and get Elia Kobo, who was this really, really coveted guard out of France. Um, there was a lot of talk he was going to go in the 20s. Um, a lot of people really, really like him. I'm not really sure why he fell. And then um, I believe I'm going to make sure. No, they didn't. Okay, see, um, they did not get a third pick. I thought they also got Jared Vanderbilt. But who did get him is the Nuggets, who I would say probably had the second best draft. Well, the Nuggets' second best draft depends on Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, but at, even at 14, that's... a I mean, you take that risk every single day. Oh, That's absolutely, yes. Never, I mean, uh, with the ex- exception of maybe, uh, I hate the fact that I'm going to say this, but with the exception of like Harry Giles possibly last year falling to 20, you don't get these number one talent guys yeah. that just fall. Um, and it's kind of for a similar reason as Harry Giles, but Harry Giles just didn't produce even as much as uh, Michael Porter did. Not saying Michael Porter produced at all. Um but I think that's a risk that's that's a no-brainer, yeah, especially yeah. for a team like the Nuggets where it's like they've been yearning for that star since Melo, and they have a team right now that's super solid. reminds me a lot of uh, like Boston a couple years yeah. ago where they just have role players for days, but they're just missing that one star. And I think even um, – I don't. I think Den- Denver was surprised, Michael Porter Jr., because I doubt. think Shams tweeted something. Like essentially like the Nuggets didn't expect – there's no way they did. Yeah, I mean, expect Porter to be there. Now they're kind of changing plans or talking. Yeah, and um, yeah. My the thing that scares me though with Porter, and he, he obviously he's a steal at fourteen. Um, is they're saying that he had the same surgery as Tiger and Steve Kerr, which yeah, that's not good. Steve Kerr couldn't coach. Those are two really really bad. Uh, I don't want to call them role models, but yeah. In in this sense, I mean those are those are the two guys who. You want to be in that category of guys known like Steve Kerr and, D- Tiger, and Woods, Tiger Woods, but not for what the reason. Probably not is. at nineteen. You don't want to be known. For. Yeah. Um. So so that's that's def- and that's obviously the reason he dropped to fourteen. I think so. Um, you would hope so, right? Like I, at least at least care. concern. Um. My thing is, I don't know. I would love to see how much of it was concern and how much of it was actual knowledge. Um, because it's really scary. Like when, because there was talks. I mean, it turns out they were never true. But Michael Porter could have gone too to Sacramento. Yeah, I mean, he, that that's really um, the lowest yeah. he was going. And even then, it wasn't really until the day of the draft that you started hearing like, "Hey, Michael Porter may fall out of the top ten. Yeah. Like, and even that was, you know, we're hearing he's falling, but there was no really, you know, at that point, the Clippers owned 12 and 13 still, and there was talks that there was no way he was going to I mean, even day there. of, I saw dra- uh, mock drafts saying Cleveland, Michael yeah, Porter at eight. at eight. I mean, I, I totally would have done that if I were, I mean, I love Colin Sexton, and that pick is amazing to me, but um, I, if I were Cleveland, I would have given that a real hard look, yeah. especially to have him and LeBron possibly going up together uh yeah, that would have been amazing, but um, clearly there was some real, real concern with the back. And his, the thing is, he didn't release the medicals until the day of. Yep. Um, which probably didn't help. Just makes no sense. Like, if you're the agent, why are you withholding that information? If you withhold it, people are just going to be like, "Well, then I'm not going to just take a blind risk," which makes me kind of feel like the back is pretty bad. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and there's it, talk he may sit out for the season. Yeah, and, and, and that I would think be that like a healthy sense. sit. Yes. Yeah, so it, it essentially the, the, the terminology I saw was um red shirt. Yeah. Just kind of set him out for the year and, and and that's good. Um Um I another pick I like is I, something about uh and I can't pronounce his name, Shy Gilligas. Uh Shea Gilgis Alexander. There we go. Yeah. I like that pick. Um obviously the the uh Clippers traded up for him. Mm-hmm. Uh one pick, obviously, which you know, is what it is. Um I thought I thought Porter would be one of the two spots mm-hmm. uh the Clippers picked from. I thought maybe they'd take a chance. But uh two guards doesn't really make sense. No, it back doesn't. Back to back. I, Especially I know, considering they still have Patrick Beverly and Lou and they just signed Lou Williams. Too. Yeah. So uh so yeah, they go they go uh shy and then they win uh Jerome Robinson. I like the shy pick though. Just mm. just he, I think he's going to be a good player there. Yeah. Jerome Robinson didn't make much sense, especially like with Lou Williams. Robinson. Jerome Robinson can pull. I'm telling you, him and uh, Lou Williams together are going to be real. F- There's going to be a lot of shots thrown up, but um, I don't think I don't expect that Clipper team to be very good, especially if, like we're saying, DeAndre goes. Um, yeah, I think that Clipper team is going to be real back to uh, to being the Clippers. <laughs> um, and then another one, uh, talking surprises of the draft. I think one of the bigger surprises was the trade. Uh, between the Mavericks and the Hawks, mm-hmm. but the first surprise to me, and I think you're going to have some thoughts on this, Marvin Bagley the third to Sacramento in two. Um, to me, Luca's the guy. Um, and 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 the thing I I keep thinking back to, and I find it funny is, is um, Vivek, Rondive, the Kings owner, always says, you know, this guy's the next Steph Curry. This guy's the next Steph Curry. And then they have a chance to draft a guy who kind of plays like Steph Curry, and they go Marvin Bagley. Um, and, and nothing against Bagley. I like Bagley. I just felt Doncic was a guy you can't miss in this draft. And the Kings had a chance, and they went they went a different route. Yeah, I personally love Luka. I would have loved to see Luka. I wanted Luka to be the pick. A lot of Kings fans wanted Luka to be the pick. Um, Which also, too, were you – you weren't at the arena. No. I was there because yeah. I had to work it. Yeah. Um. I was very surprised the response because mm-hmm. I they cheered and yep. and and seeing King's Twitter and King's Reddit, which probably isn't the best way to check the vibe of a. But that's I mean that's where I got I I think that's where a lot of people got there. Yeah, their, that's their the thing is like I expected like if it was. wasn't Luca, mm-hmm. like I was joking. He's like Golden One Center is going to get burned down. Yeah, but uh, very warm response for Bagley. Well, the thing is, I and I'm glad I'm I'm glad that there was cheer totally, but uh, um. I was afraid that Kings fans were just gonna get the, the blinders on and love Luca so much that they just hated everybody else. And it's not that Marvin Bagley's not a great prospect. I love Marvin. Marvin Bagley yeah. isn't even supposed to be in college. He's not supposed to be in this draft. He's supposed to be going into college next year. He had to re-enroll. Or uh, Coach K did some really, really sketchy uh, reclassifying in order to get uh, Marvin Bagley to play this year at Duke. So he's not even supposed Wait, to be Coach yeah. K doing something sketchy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then Seems Coach like K guy. decided, you know what? I don't feel like coaching any of these guys. Let's just play the 2 3. That's a different story. Um, <laughs> that's a completely different podcast. Um, I don't hate the Bagley pick. I just, I think my my thought, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on Bagley at all. I'm not going to shit on Luca. Um, I'm just going to say how I can only imagine the King's thought process was. Um, and, even saying it, I I don't necessarily agree with it. 
um, Harry Giles, they're very, very keen on um, having a very, very big year. Yes. I don't know what that means. I don't know if they expect like 16 points out of him. And, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of talk about his playmaking ability, um, which is something that makes me believe that Bagley was just the pick for them the whole time. Well, um, you kind of got the De'Aaron Fox, too. Is, yeah, is, exactly. He was number one well, on our board, yeah, including DeAndre. Yeah. Um, because Yeah, and, and I say that what I said um, because Luca is mainly a playmaking guy. He can definitely shoot the three. He should not be used as a spot up which shooter. Is this, which is something the Kings could use. Mm-hmm. No, totally, yeah. But I, um, the, I could see the thought process of we have De'Aaron who's – got to have the ball in his hand because he can't shoot yet um so if he's going to be effective he's got to be have the ball in his hands we have bogey who's you know medium to average athlete but again really thrives off playmaking at the three if you were to have luca you'd again have yet another not that there's anything you can never have too many playmakers but bagley is a bucket getter he is somebody who the kings don't they don't have anybody on the roster like him who is like yeah, like I can score twenty points in my sleep, like, well, and I yeah, can go he, for thirty five. He can easily be a twenty ten guy. Because mm-hmm. De'Aaron, I love De'Aaron. De'Aaron Fox had a very promising rookie year. I don't think he had any games that made me feel like, dude, like De'Aaron Fox, like really good. Like he had he a had lot mo- of he had moments. Yeah, totally. He yeah, had moments specifically in yeah. the final seconds of close totally. games. Yeah, he just never had. You know, a twenty-eight point thirteen assist game or anything like that, and that's probably doing expecting a lot out of a rookie. But um, those are the type of games that you get out of. You know, you see those kind of random flash games, and I guarantee Marvin Bagley will have a game where he has twenty-eight points and thirteen rebounds. I'll I'll put any money down on that. Um, But yeah, Harry Giles again is another really. He's not a scorer. He's not a go-to scorer. He's a playmaking guy, Um, and I just don't think the Kings really wanted to have a guy another guy who they felt would be a passive scorer because the Kings uh were like last I think if not second to last in uh in points scored last year yeah. and so um that's something they really really needed was a go-to scorer I think that's really why they were looking at Michael Porter at two um until or I guess when they were thinking I I think what the Porter noise was was they were pretty much acknowledging like Porter is going to be our pick at seven and then they moved up to two, which they never thought was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing that scares me a bit with Bagley, though, and I get that v- Vlade probably realizes that if this year doesn't go well, he's probably gone. And he's he's probably trying to overhype this pick to get people excited. Marvin Bagley's not a three. And, oh no! And and Vlade kind but that, of, but Vlade has nothing to do. Like Vlade's just talking. Too, yeah. Like Vlade's not yeah. the coach. Yeah, and, and and I get that, but it's it's a little worrisome. Also, Vlade has been mis. I mean, he has he wasn't mis. Like he did say that, but like he English as a second language is a real thing, and like he he's always said real. Even in like his introductory press conference, I remember he said something about uh, he got in a lot of trouble because he said. He said something. I can't remember what it was, but um, Vladi's always getting like yeah. saying things that he'll say. And the worst, the worst part is he'll say it so casually and so nonchalant. He'll be like, "That was not a joke. Like he really meant that." But in actuality, he just has no idea like 
what he said. You was know, the one thing we, I'll never forget about this draft night was us sitting up, uh, the super not team. even up, yeah. down here, right, literally right yeah. here. And uh, Jason over in the corner was listening to the uh, press conference, and Jason goes, <laughs> "He just said we're a super team, but young." Yeah, he had the headphones on, and so nobody could hear him. And then all of a sudden, the he's, headphones come off, and he's just like, <laughs> he turns and, around. Flotty just said we're a super team, but young. And dude, the reaction in that room <laughs> is something I'll never forget. And already, I already know the the pod, name of this podcast is going to be dot dot dot, but young, but young. Yeah, um, great podcast, but young. Yes, great super, podcast. Super video. pod, actually. Yes. I, would, I, would, I would go um, as far as saying And one, one, one last thing on the case before we, we dive into the rest of the draft. Um, the, the, uh, the, the famous Nick Stauskas trade, I, I revisited it last night. Oh, the Jason Thompson trade, you mean? Yeah. The, the Jason Thompson, Carl Landry salary dump? Yes, uh, yeah. where they gave up the 2017 first-round pick and the 2019 unprotected yeah. first-round pick. If that unprotected first round pick turns out to be let, let's say the Kings have a really good it'll year, be, and it'll they, be a top eight pick. Let's without just a doubt. let's just say hypothetically the Kings overperform next year and they get like let's say the twelfth pick. Let's say sure. let's say let's even say they're bad, but the lottery's sure. mean to them. Yeah. The trade's actually not right? as bad as it sounded. People because, are killing them, man. It's not because because you look at the 2017 first round pick. Last year was, it was the a swap. swap. Yeah, the Sixers got the third pick. The Kings got the fifth. Sixers end up trading up for Markel Fultz, mm-hmm. which the Kings wouldn't have done. But like the and, Kings, and if you believe, if you were to believe the Kings, De'Aaron Fox would have been the guy at three too. And so if the next yeah, year's I think pick doesn't turn out to be a crazy good pick, this trade's pretty much a wash. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I thought about it. Yeah, yeah, because all night. they did, uh, even at the time of the trade, I fully knowing all of the unprotected and the protecteds. Getting rid of Jason Thompson and Carl Landry at that time was worth any dollar you were willing to spend. Yeah. Just because I think we had Jason Thompson signed for another like two years and twenty eight million dollars. Now, granted, what the Kings did with that money was sign Marco Bellinelli, Costa Kufis, and Rajon Rondo, um, which is just bad. I mean, that's that's just malpractice. Yeah. Well, I was reading I was reading an article too about the trade, like after it happened. Mm-hmm. And it said, yeah, the Kings are making this move to free up cap space because the list of guys they want is Rajon Rondo, Monte Ellis, or Wes Matthews. And I'm like, wow. wow. those are that's, that's 0 for 3 right that's there. That's not exactly <laughs> names you want to free up cap space for. No. And obviously that trade happened in what, 2014? 2006? Oh, I 2016. Think 2016, yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, yeah. So We've got another year to wait on it. So the, is, that, is that our Kings talk? Yeah. That is I'm, our I'm Kings very, talk. I'm, I'm, I'm good off the how, how? Okay, well, last that's question. Cool. Yeah. Grade? You want to give me just like your your early way too early grade because these grades don't mean anything until for another two years. The s- exact selection of Marvin Bagley. Exact right? selection of Marvin Bagley. If you would have asked me draft night, I would have said B minus. Um, I think I've slowly talked myself up to a B. Okay. So yeah. so you went from like an eighty two percent. We'll see how like summer league. We'll see how the California Classic goes. Oh man, can you imagine if yeah. he has if a he if he averages thirty a game on the California Classic then A plus. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll Anthony be, Anthony Randolph yeah. was an A plus after he scored forty. If Harry whatever. Giles gets like triple doubles yep. because he's just dishing it to bag, you know, yeah. Um, so my biggest surprise of this trade, uh, this draft, um, there, there's rumors that Doncic was a guy the teams are trying to trade up for. Mm-hmm. Did not expect it to be the Dallas Mavericks, um, and a team like the Atlanta Hawks. And I get, and if you hear wow. music, we we're sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
That's blasting. Wow. Um, Mix 96, man. It's Mix 96. Party. Gotta love it. Um, he, uh, I totally lost my train of thought. That's impressive. Luca, Luca yeah. yeah. So, so Luca Doncic is a good player and all that, but. And I know the Hawks got a what was it a protected one I through think five? Tw- yeah, in twenty twenty for next year. I think it was next year. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah, Philadelphia. I sure. don't know how the Hawks can justify deciding they want Trey Young over Luka Doncic. And I get you get the first round pick because Trey Young wasn't exactly a guy that was mentioned to go in the the top five. He was more of a. You know, I, I saw him going six to Orlando, mm-hmm. seven maybe to, to Chicago. Orlando was pretty much, I mean, for the past, I think, two or so months, Orlando in just about every single mock draft you have looked at has had Trey Young at six. Yeah. Um, and I, from what I understand, it was, you know, everybody in Orlando was in the understanding that Trey Young was going to be available and he was going to be the pick. And it was besides, um, what's it called, uh, DeAndre Ayton at one and Mikael Bridges at 10, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to as well. well you, those were the two real, uh, or those were the three real, like, these are, we're fairly confident that these are going to happen. And so for Trey Young to go five, and in actuality, he kind of went three. Um, yeah, t- literally speaking, yeah, Trae Young went because he, the Hawks probably would have taken him anyway, um, which is insane. Yeah, because Doncic is I, like they would have. Ta- well, the thing is, Luca wasn't, and it came out, of course, after the draft, which is convenient. But Luca wasn't apparently very high on a lot of people's boards. People had him is. at like eight or so. Can we like it's the quick. athleticism oh, thing? Man. I, I understand stop, like, why idiots think that like oh he looks slow and so he couldn't play in the NBA offensively like he just gets shut down I just I'm so tired of this because there's definitely I think we talked about it last time the stigma of overseas players yeah. that still exists and that should be gone since Ricky Rubio and Kristaps Porzingis and Giannis yeah well, Rubio took a while R- R- Ricky Rubio kind, probably kind of hurt yeah the, but uh, I, but I think yeah. that stigma of overseas players no, should be gone it's dumb it's really dumb and I feel like that's what hurt Doncic the most yeah, I, I would definitely. I mean, well, he ended up getting taken three, but which um, no, fine. well, you could argue. Though, I mean, a lot of fine. people think he's he was the best prospect in the draft. I I would say he was. I don't like to do exact one, two, and three. I though I did have a big board, but um, you did have a big. I board. did have a big board. Saw that. Um, I like to do more in tiers. I would say Lucas belongs in that Bagley eight and tier where yeah. he's without it. Like to me. It was those three, and then everybody else kind of fits. To me, Doncic was the biggest that. can't miss of the draft. I'm the most certain that he's going to be good, other at least maybe, an NBA player. Other than maybe Bamba. I'm big on Bamba. See, but Mo Bamba may end up being bad. Um, and be. I hate to do this because people did it to the Kings forever, but the Orlando Magic is not he's a not great exactly, situation. Yeah, exactly. um, not because they don't have a good team or good structure. I just... They have a bunch of the same kind of guys. They got Jonathan Isaac last year, who was um, a little... I mean, Mo Bamba, obviously, is, is a rim protector, who people are now starting to say um, will be like Rudy Gobert, but with a three. I promise you, Mo Bamba does not have that great of a three-point. Just because he hits wide-open yeah. practice step-up threes does not mean... JaVale McGee is a great exactly. three-point shooter. <laughs> exactly. Actually. He's a great... I've seen many videos of He's JaVale really hitting like seven. 10 corner He's threes. He's really a seven-foot tall Steph. I Pretty mean. much. I mean, when you really think about it. Um, 
but yeah, they got Jonathan Isaac last year, who's a very similar, long, stretchy guy. Um, they still have Aaron Gordon, who they're going to have to figure, who's heading into restricted free agency. They're going to have to make a decision on. Um, I think they still have Frank Vogel as their coach, or didn't they fire Vogel? I think they got rid of Vogel. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, they're having a new coach come in and. It's just yeah, it's it's not a great situation for Mo Bamba, and it's really sad because Bamba was talked about going in Steve an, yet another Steve Clifford's their coach. Yeah, Steve. I actually really like Steve Clifford too. Um, there's a lot of talk that Steve Clifford wears his welcome out very early, but yes, um, and Bamba then, and Orlando would be the perfect franchise exactly. for a guy like that. <laughs> Frank Vogel just they, did it. Yeah, considering they fired a GM and Scott because Scott's. of uh, because of him leaking a picture of a whiteboard. That was amazing. Um, but yeah, Mobom was talked about going to uh, Dallas, yes. being well, another that the, that, another yeah. Dallas center that they they were coveting. Um, yeah, I, I just the draft ended up. I mean, as it always does, never ends up being what we think it is. Um, um, well, yeah, you said yeah. earlier too. The Suns they did yeah. have a third pick. They did because uh, ten oh, Michael Bridges, Michael Bridges. Yeah, they did there end up is. trading for Michael Bridges. Um, who I I absolutely love, and I don't understand why Philly uh, didn't end up keeping that pick. There was a lot of talk that Philly loved, like was in love with Mikael Bridges because he was really that perfect guy they needed. Um, he was a bigger JJ Redick. Can't shoot obviously as well as JJ Redick, but he's a theoretical knockdown spot up shooter, and we know he's he's uh, a really really tough defender. Yeah, yeah. Michael Bridges felt like the perfect guy for yeah. Philadelphia, especially considering he's from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And they did a big thing about how his mom works in HR for the Sixers, mm. and like was all in Sixers gear and was like, "Go Sixers!" Maybe, maybe she did some HR back work and found and some then, stuff about Michael Bridges. And he said, <laughs> "Wait a second, we can't do this." He didn't eat his broccoli when he was a kid. <laughs> he was a very, very bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Send him off. Um, yeah, so I, I like I like Bridges to uh, – I mean, Phoenix, man. Yeah, Phoenix. They're going to be good and young. They're going to be young, that's for sure. They're a super team but young, without a doubt. <laughs> if any, In all seriousness, <laughs> if anybody's going to be called a super team but young, it should be Phoenix. I like a lot. I mean, Devin Booker's gotten better every year he's been in the league. Josh Jackson, we'll see. I think he came on super strong late in the year, averaged I think like 17 points a game, yeah. um, is another person who if Mikhail Bridges doesn't – Turn out being. I mean, I, that's a little redundant, though. Is I never, I didn't really think about that. But to have Mikael Bridges and Josh Jackson is, um, if those are who they're running out at the three position, that's that could be real potential to be like a, a Tatum Brown um, level of deepness, um, depth. I a say. player I didn't particularly like going into this draft. Kind of changed topics here. No, absolutely. Um, but I love where he went. Dante DiVincenzo to Milwaukee. Divin- I didn't know DiVincenzo went to Milwaukee. He went I'm 17. really glad that he went that high. You know what? I like Milwaukee. Milwaukee's always been one of those teams where it's like, you know what? We like this guy. We're getting him. Yeah. They did the same thing with Thonmaker. No one expected them to take yeah, Thonmaker uh, DiVincenzo, I, I saw mock drafts having him like, go as low as 26, yeah. 27 to Boston. And I'm telling you, that was wrong. Like, the fact that he was going that late was insane. Like, Dante DiVincenzo is a baller. We saw it in the national championship yeah, game, though. He's, he's done it before. He's a playmaker. He's a guy who can shoot threes. I just I, I don't know how his – the reason I don't like is I don't know how well he translates to the NBA. I think he's a bench player. 
but I like him going to Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee is definitely a team that needs shooting, mm-hmm. um, especially around Giannis. Uh, Playing Jason Terry in the playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> so I, 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 I don't necessarily like the player, but I like the place he went. Yeah. Uh, same deal with the next pick after that, Lonnie Walker to the Spurs. Lonnie was supposed to go 12 or so. He wasn't definitely was not supposed to fall past the Sixers or the uh, uh, the Clippers. And for him to go to San Antonio, I mean, that's, it's like the perfect fit. It's he's ridiculous. a very smart yeah. player. He's yeah. a guy Popovich would love. He loves it. He's super. I mean, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what Lonnie Walker turns out into. Um, How about the least surprising pick of the NBA draft? 21, Grayson <laughs> Allen to the Utah Jazz. You know, that's actually surprising because Grayson was supposed to go to 27 to the Celtics. And the fact that he... Which also wouldn't surprise me. Exactly. Well, exactly. Um, And I'm not sure really why Utah did it because I love Duke. I liked Grayson Allen. I didn't love him. He obviously has some a checkered past. Um, he's really not that good. He kind of let the Duke white boy who's hated and hits threes thing... Like... Like, that kind of carried him more than his actual play yeah. late in his career. If you remember, the his freshman year was was the year that Duke won the national championship, and he had a hell of a game in that national championship. Yep. Um, and that really put him on the map. But but it really felt like the only time he was heard from again was Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like, or... if to me, like, that's Grayson, obvi- like, he, he was their captain and, you know, senior leader and all that. But he was never really as dominant as a force or um, – yeah, like he he was never Duke's best player. Yeah. Ever. I mean he wasn't even really I would argue he probably didn't deserve to be in the starting five a lot. Didn't um, he get pulled from the starting lineup at some point? Well, I mean they had Jason Tatum. They had freaking I mean they they were just they were so stacked and and Grayson was Yeah, Grayson's not very good. Like he's not a knockdown shooter. He's just an average to he's above average shooter, but he's not a knockdown like JJ Redick or anything like that. Um, I wouldn't expect Grayson to be in I the mean, league. I mean, he shot in his college career. He shot forty three percent from the field, thirty eight yeah. from the three point line. That's not yeah. That's, that's not exactly. That's not lighting it up. Definitely. World beat. And uh, I thought he was going to go to the Warriors. To be honest, I had and even feeling, then, I was yeah. like, it's not going to be a great. Like it's um, it's a heat check. He averaged twenty one points per game his sophomore year. His junior year, he went down to fourteen, and then senior yeah, year, yeah, that was 15. Tatum. Yeah. Um, which by the way, speaking of the Warriors pick. Another three and D Jacoby guy, Evans. Jacob Evans. Jacob Evans. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, the, like the NBA man, the, the Warriors just f- somehow find guys that are just perfect for them. I'm not sorry. I mean, I think he's a theoretical three and D. I I don't think I I yeah. I, I'm not as convinced on Jacob. I know a lot of Warrior fans are really high on him. Um, well, also a thing that I think will help Jacob Evans too is. He's going to be playing for the Warriors, and really anybody yeah. is going to look better in that system. Yeah. Where do you think he gets time? Because is he taking Pat McCaw's minutes now? Pat McCaw's a restricted free agent. They, they actually extended yeah, the they, qualifying offer yeah, today. Yeah. Uh, he'll get minutes when they're beating like the Clippers by forty in the third quarter. Um, I, I don't. I don't particularly. He'll kind of be like a. Um, Jordan Bell guy, where Jordan Bell just kind of got minutes here and there mm-hmm. until he started proving he can do stuff, um, and then he kind of improves his minutes throughout the season. Um, I think I could see that being a situation um, because really, the, I mean, obviously they had the injury to McCaw, but uh, shooting guard was, I mean, backup oh, guards yeah. really was the Warriors' issues last mm-hmm. year because uh, I mean, losing Ian Clark, losing uh, just yeah, just consistently 
losing guys and um, Sean Livingston's only getting. I am surprised they didn't go center here because there's a question about where the Warriors are going to go with center next year. Whether Jordan Bell, they don't is have that enough. Guy. <laughs> uh, well, I mean they they have they have a they, they they have a lot but don't have a lot at the no, same time because I mean their centers were Jordan Bell, Javale McGee, who says he wants to stay. I think the money's going to say otherwise. I think yeah. a team's going to because like. With the Warriors, we're going to get to a point where teams are going to overpay their, just their to get average them the players team. just to get them away. Yeah, um, I don't think Javale. I don't know if Javale McGee's necessarily going to say they had Zaza, um, David West, who he'll probably come back on a vet's minimum. Um, that's my guess, at least. Um, so I, I was a little surprised they didn't go center. I also was kind of hoping LiAngelo Ball was the pick here, but obviously God, it wasn't. Thank heaven. <laughs> Um, did you see the uh, videos of uh, the first big baller brand like league game? No, I didn't. There was oh, like yes, I there did. was like six people there. Oh, I didn't see the crowd. No. A guy had thirty-one points and thirty-three rebounds. I saw Lamelo had a triple double. Oh, of like thirty, ten, and ten. So um, um, clearly things are going well. But game. yeah, I, I like Jacob Evans at twenty-eight for the Warriors. To me, the best pick late in the draft is the one right before that. Robert Williams falling to 27, to me, I don't understand how it happens. Um, Robert Williams last year, if he would have came out, would have been a top 15 pick. Um, this year he was supposed to be a top 15 yeah. pick. I have no idea why he fell. He, from what I understand, doesn't have any medical issues that are outstanding. Um, unless he just like didn't do well in the interview mm-hmm. process, it would be my guess. But he even produced a lot at Texas Tech. They won the first round of the uh, of the tournament. Got to play uh, North Carolina. Got fucking killed by North Carolina. But, yep. Um, I don't know. I just I, I mean, can't believe he fell to twenty seven. I mean, CBS Sports, the the website I have up with the draft right now says, could he be the American Clint Capella? So that's a good name to be compared to. Yeah, that's what that's that's what it says. It You're, says the American. Yeah, it says Clint this, Capella. Robert Williams is his little draft. Why thing. does it <laughs> says it says? But no, he word totally. For word. The Celtics get the defensive-minded, elite rebounding big man they needed. He is a great athlete who can defend a lot in a lot of styles. Could he be the American Clint Capella? The steal of the draft label could be his grade A plus. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to be the American Chris Watkins. To be fair. Um the American Clint Capella, I okay, yeah. I mean, I I I could see him filling a similar role like that. Um, I just, yeah, I really can't believe he fell that far. Um, I would expect really, really big things out of Robert Williams, especially since the Boston doesn't really have a lot of big men. They had to play uh, Daniel Tice a lot last year. Uh, Marcus Morris had to play a lot of spot minutes at center when. Um, when uh, what's his name Al Horford couldn't get in, it so. it definitely feels feels a need. Uh, yeah, because Al Horford definitely feels more like a four now yeah. than anything else. And they have so many wings that like they. I mean, they have Tatum, well, Brown, Gordon Hayward. Well, well that 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 inter- answers uh, brings up an interesting point: is what do the Celtics do? Because they're not going to bench. They have Jason three Tatum. point guards. Yeah, <laughs> they just yeah, like it's just. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Gordon Hayward gets chopped a bit this off season. Yeah, that would be real cold. I, I I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, you mean cold like trading yeah, Isaiah like Thomas? Yeah, like trading Isaiah Thomas, exactly. Um, by the way, that trade ended up being concluded um, with with the Cleveland making a selection. So yes, it's now uh, what Colin Sexton, uh, which I, I he's all right. I don't know if he's necessarily uh, Colin Sexton, Isaiah Thomas, and Jay Crowder for Kyrie Irving. A plus. That's tough, man. That is really well. So, so okay. <laughs> the is, thing about the thing is, is about 
Colin Sexton. Is I think he's going to be okay. I just don't think he's like a franchise changing yeah. point guard. I don't think he's better than Kemba Walker. And I exactly, and that's yeah. the thing is like Colin Sexton's going to have this unfair label attached to him is is because LeBron if he leaves, this is only if he leaves obviously. Is he's the dude that got drafted with their eighth pick the year LeBron left? He's going to have a little bit of weight on his shoulder because he's, and not fairly to him that he's going to be expected to be the guy to like bring Cleveland back in a few years. And I'm not sure he will be though. I think, I think he almost gets if LeBron leaves, it's probably better for him because people are just like, oh, Cleveland's going to suck. Yeah, but there's also going to be a little bit of weight on it. He also has some pretty shitty teammates left. (laughs) It's probably going to be within like the Cleveland fan base. Obviously, outside you, I see it like that too. It's like, dude, you get a pass. But within Cleveland, they're going to be like, oh, LeBron's gone. Well, what's this Colin Sexton kid have now? Yeah. Um, And obviously, it'd be unfair to expect him to bring the team to the finals, let alone the playoffs. Um, But I, 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 Sexton, I think he's all right. I just don't think he's exactly that guy. Uh, another name, the pick after him, Kevin Knox. Um, Kevin Knox. That's – Porzingis' kid didn't look too happy. But then again, Porzingis' kid knows he's on TV. I was just about to say, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Life. Like, like he ESPN knew, literally he putting, he was on yeah. screen. Well, ESPN, without a doubt, was like, oh, okay, hey, we're going to go to you when the Knicks pick. Look sad because – that's your, gi- that's your gimmick, yeah. dude. You can't. Yeah, it's it was dumb. You can't look happy. Your 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 life is dread and misery. You're a twelve year old kid. Come on, dude. Yeah, things You're supposed just, to be depressed. It, it really only goes down from here, kid. I hate to break it to you, but shit does not get any better. Yeah, I know, right? Um, the if Kevin the worst, pick was surprising. If though. the worst thing that has happened in your life is the Knicks drafted Chris Stapps Porzingis, yeah. you have a pretty good life. Pretty great. <laughs> His team didn't draft Quincy Doobie, so he should be very happy. Um, the Kevin Knox selection is really interesting to me because Kevin Knox played. Um, a lot of people are blaming Coach Cal. Um, played. He was the best player on Kentucky last year, but was was I think the number two or three guy uh, recruit coming in did not produce at all. Kentucky was had a super flat year this year. Um, he's got the talent. He's super super long. Um, not a very handsome looking guy, which I take into account. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How many ugly? Who's the ugliest great basketball player? Man, that's a ugliest great basketball player. James Harden. Yeah, is maybe that, is that fair? Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about that too. We probably should talk. About we'll talk NBA about that games. soon. <laughs> we'll we'll, fi- we'll fix that. Clay Thompson's if- probably a close second. Who? Clay. Clay, Clay. Clay's nose is what, and his yeah. face. No, Clay's ugly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. China Clay, though, on the other hand, no, China's great. China, China Clay. Clay's great. He, he's number one. Um, but yeah, so the NBA draft a little unexpected here and there, but at the same time, a little bit. I just a lot of chalk. teams like I just think a lot of teams got a lot of a lot of teams got a lot of good players. Yes. So uh, we wrapping up the draft. Any final thoughts? That's that's about it for me. Hey, there was an award show last night. The season ended six months ago, but hey, we know the MVP. Mm-hmm. Toronto Raptors head coach, Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey, which, which, which is, well, I guess we'll start there, which is the, like, it's crazy because he deserved coach of the year while at the same time deserving to be fired, which is insane. Yeah. I mean, like, he, yeah. he came in and it's not necessarily his fault that LeBron James is in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. But I, I definitely think he deserved Coach of the Year. I mean, he took a team um, that was was 
all right last year. He mm-hmm. made them the best team in the East, which yeah. probably gets a little extra boost because um, uh, because LeBron is there and he yeah. exists in the Eastern Conference. I think he was the best option for Coach. I have an year. interesting question for you that I think I heard Zach Lowe uh, state like oh, months and months ago, like all-star break time, um, and it's always stuck out to me. The problem I have with Dwayne Casey um, winning Coach of the Year is it's pretty much saying you're winning Coach of the Year because in the other years that you coached, you just never realized, like, oh, yeah, like, DeMar DeRozan should stop taking long mid-range shots and should take two steps back. Like, I don't think Dwayne – like, yes, Dwayne Casey did have to figure out, like, this is how we're going to run this system and implement the system and do all that. But at the same time, he's still the one who was running prehistoric offenses and, you know, all of a sudden now realizes like, oh, three is more than two and we should do this three and get a bunch of three and D guys and not play, you know, well, he still ended up playing Valanchunas and Serge Ibaka together, Um, which is, I guess it's kind of to more your point where it's like he deserved coach of the year. But at the same time, he yeah, definitely deserved to be fired. It's crazy. It's insane that a guy yeah. deserved both. Which is almost why it's like I would just give it to Brad Stevens. And I I understand you can't. It's it's a regular season award, but yeah. Um also is is Ben Simmons a rookie? I say yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Blake here's Blake Griffin did the same thing. Nobody said anything. Nobody said anything last year when everybody wanted Joel Embiid yeah. to win rookie of the year. Yeah. It's just it's dumb. My my one of my friends, and I'm gonna call him out, I'm not gonna call him out my Do name. Do it. He goes, he goes, No, Ben Simmons had it so much easier this year because he had a whole year in an NBA team. He could practice with all the players. I'm like, yes, Ben Simmons had such an easy time last year rehabbing for seven months a broken foot. So easy. Like, so by that logic, everybody who's in their second year in the league should just automatically just be great. Yeah, no, just they, be they, so they, much. Just, right, yeah. yeah, it's really there's, easy. There's no such thing as sophomore slump. It's like it's like, dude, what Donovan Mitchell was doing last year playing in college basketball was like hard, and it and it was difficult yeah. compared to what I mean. Obviously, not compared to because you know um, Simmons was recovering from the broken foot and. Woj tweeted, but don't worry about it. Yeah, I wasn't. It's advertising yeah. Paul George's free agency thing. Um, um, Simmons was recovering, but like at the same time, Simmons was playing against coaches with basketball abilities of you and I. Yeah, he was not playing. He real like games. like yes, he was on the same practice court mm-hmm. as Joel Embiid, but he wasn't practicing at the same intensity because mm-hmm. he's rehabbing from a broken foot. Um, ben Simmons is definitely a rookie because, as I said, the NBA's definition of rookie is zero career game. Yeah, which makes and <laughs> also my my go to argument in this is Ben Simmons won Rookie of the Year, and only rookies qualify for Rookie of the Year. Therefore, Ben Simmons equals rookie. Ben Simmons equals rookie. It's not that I would hard. have to say so. Yeah, Ben Simmons is a rookie. Ben yeah. Simmons is a rookie. He was the best rookie. He's he a rookie. won Rookie of the Year. He's also younger yeah. than Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, all of these things are true. All of these things are factual. And yet Donovan Mitchell still had the audacity, and I it was probably not his idea. It was yeah. probably Adidas, but pulled up in the rookie. By the way, the rookie question mark campaign, one of the dumbest things yeah. ever. If your argument is not, I'm a better player. Yeah. Your argument is, yeah, this he, guy just shouldn't qualify. You're conceding you pro- that he's yeah, better. Yeah. You it's, are conceding that you are better. He is better. Yeah. It's um, just it's and it's sad. It's almost sad because. Donovan Mitchell should have just been like, dude, like, 
I led my team the whole, not the whole season, but a majority of the season. Like, Donovan Mitchell had a perfectly fine basketball argument to make. But instead, he really didn't, to be honest. Ben Simmons was the rookie of the year, and, like, it wasn't even, to me, it wasn't close. Like, Donovan played amazing. Yeah, but Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons, like, yeah. He does everything. The Philly team, like, Philly was, Philly for the past four years has been worse than, like, the Cleveland Browns have been to football. Like the Cleveland Browns just lose games, but they're not not trying. And then all of a sudden they're three people. seed. With yeah, like this is this is, yeah, yeah. So. And had a leg- for a week and a half, we were talking: Is Philly the favorite to come out of the East? Yeah, and that's in the playoffs. Like yeah, it's it's crazy. So I'm, um, I'm glad that we don't have to have this argument anymore. Yeah, he's a rookie. He won rookie of the year. He's yeah. a rookie. He will. Uh, he's no. If it helps, he's no longer a rookie now. Yeah, he's not a rookie. He's, now. He can no longer win that award. Yes. So, so. we don't have to worry. Uh, on and his. then, so MVP. Apparently, this was a topic of debate, which um, I don't think it was that close. Um, yes, I get LeBron is LeBron, but as I've no. said on this podcast before, LeBron is MVP every year. Therefore, he can't win MVP every year. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. And something I looked up too, James Harden led the league in usage percentage and player efficiency rating, which is not possible. Insane. And I think, I, you know what? Russ might have done it last year too. There's no way he led the league in efficiency. I think he did. Because well, James Harden was mad efficient. That's the thing about, see, this is the thing that has me upset about James. And I think last year you and I were both, well, we were both arguing for James Harden yes. for MVP. Well, because James Harden. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if you go back and look at those stats, everyone was is clamoring on Russell Westbrook, triple-double. He had to win it. James Harden was a single, well, not a single rebound, but uh, in terms of uh, the statistic, the, the season statistic, he was at nine rebounds a game. If he would have had 10, he would have been like he would have averaged more points than Russell. He would have averaged more assists than Russell by like one and a half, and he would have had the same amount of rebounds. Uh Russell Westbrook did lead the league in player efficiency rating. That's crazy. Um definitely in usage as well, I'd assume. Yeah, he definitely oh yeah, yeah. not even close. Uh actually random. Do you know who had the second highest usage percentage last year? To probably DeMarcus. Damn, you got that yeah. right. Yeah, DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins um, was the only person who touched the But ball like but like Obviously, you knew um, uh, Russ was going to get a high usage percentage last year. Yeah, Chris Paul coming to the Clipper or the the Rockets. Mm-hmm. You assume that it's Harden, a point guard, point yeah. god, <laughs> and, and and Harden to lead the league in PER and in usage percentage is yeah. insane. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah, um, and I'm a big believer in PER. People disagree with me that PER is a thing, but I think PER is like the telltale yeah. of how good of a player it is. And I think uh, I think especially for like once the season's over, yeah. Maybe like you know in the run of things, it can be a little swayed. And something that tells me PER is a good stat is Kobe Bryant isn't even in the top twenty yeah. all time of PER. And like Wilt Chamberlain Kobe has like Bryant, the highest ever. Kobe Bryant isn't an efficient player; he was just good. Mm-hmm. Difference. There's yeah. a difference. There's a big difference. Sorry, it's an argument I get into with friends too. Is very... Kobe? Yes, Kobe, good player, not efficient player. There's there's a difference. Also, I wouldn't. I would argue probably not a great basketball player. Just a great shooter. Great, great score. Great score. Great score. I wouldn't even go great shooter to be honest. Um, but it's insane that the the Oklahoma City Thunder became the first team to go back to back to back drafts drafting an MVP. MVP. And they kept the worst one. Yes, they did. That is like they may honestly not even keep him because of Serge Ibaka. Yeah, exactly. It's like, because and Serge Ibaka, who like the others, isn't on the team. 
Yes. Um, it, it's just, it's, James Harden absolutely deserved MVP, and as I'm talking about it, my friend texted me. I have a question. This chart Perfect. of oh, LeBron's stats versus James Harden's stats. Should I read it out? This season, LeBron had 2,251 points to James Harden's 2,191. He had twice as many rebounds, which is pointless because, you know, James Harden, a guard. Remember, as I said last year with Russell Westbrook, rebounds not that important to guards. They don't re- that's not really their necessarily their job. And uh, LeBron had more assists than James Harden, which also pointless because James Harden's a shooting guard this year, yep. and he is a volume shooter. Um, LeBron shot um, a better field goal percentage, but that's because James Harden shot a lot of threes. Just took a lot of shots. Um, and he also played all 82 games, and I get— LeBron's also mad efficient. I, like, I, I, get, like, I get the argument of LeBron James winning MVP. As I said on this podcast before, other than Steph Curry— uh, four hundred two three point year. LeBron's been the best player. Yeah, every, every season. And I probably you could probably even argue that he was better than Steph the no, four hundred two year. But Steph was so. just yeah, otherworldly. So. <laughs> LeBron James can win MVP every year, but that is the reason he cannot win MVP every year. So that and that's that's my thing, and that's why I say James Harden's MVP. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of being oblivious to watching the games. I mean, LeBron's teams, LeBron clearly was not playing at his 100% all yeah. season, um, not in terms of health, but just in terms of um, effort and trying to figure out how to get through the season. That's not LeBron's fault. He didn't have help. He, it was the only way he could figure he could make it to the finals and uh, and still have some energy to even play in it. But I, I just, I mean, the Rockets were so fucking good this year that, yeah. Best I mean, league. and that's another thing too is, is he gets a little bit of that Steph Curry syndrome where, the Rockets were beating the 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 Suns by like fifty points yep. at the end of the third quarter in one of the games this year. I think he sat like the entire second half. I mean, and and that's the Rockets destroyed fifteen teams like that. Cleveland maybe had ten blowouts all year, um, if that. And uh, yeah, no. Like and like like here's the thing. Like here's the stats people care about. James Harden led the league in points per game. And that's something you could you could look at and be like, yeah, that's impressive. The stats that I see that are really, really impressive, led the league in PER, led the league in usage percentage, led the league in win shares, led yeah, the league in offensive win shares, mm-hmm. led the league in win shares per 48 minutes, led the league in box plus minus. Yeah. And those are stats Box that, plus minus to me is... I A lot of people don't like plus minus. I love plus minus. Plus minus is a very useful... St- it, 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 it shouldn't be... It in can the, be skewed There's a no little, stats that are end-all, be-all. Yeah. I think the closest end-all, be-all is PER. Yeah. Um, but, but plus minus is an important stat. Yeah. It's literally, okay, when you were on the court, did your team score more or less than the other team? To me, that means when you played... What did you, like? What was your what was yeah. your direct impact? Because everyone will have different plus minuses. So if James Harden is leading the league in plus, that's pretty hard to do. His his uh, especially considering his box plus that the minus. Warriors, I'm sure all have ridiculous high. His box plus minus was ten point nine. Second place was LeBron at nine point six. That's a full Dang. point. Yeah, like he was was better. And he stepped it up defensively too. I mean, it's not it's not like he was a lockdown defender by any means this year, but James Harden used to be the most laughable defender in the league for his effort, um not even for his real ability, just 
just straight up wouldn't give effort um, when contesting uh, uh, shots at the rim. And, and to his credit, the whole Houston organization really bought in defensively. And you can credit that to Chris Paul. Maybe you can credit it to P.J. Tucker. But um, I give the credit to James Harden, man, because yeah. he was reading – like the way he would read the passing lanes, I'm not sure how many steals he averaged this year. But um, to me, that was the biggest upping in his game was it's something that Allen Iverson was really good at. Um where you realize you may not be a great lateral mover, like quick defender, um, but you just find ways. DeMarcus Cousins does a fantastic job of doing it. Um, he has no leaping ability, so DeMarcus has figured out, I can take charges. Yeah. And DeMarcus gets about two charges a game, and that's just as good as two blocks a game. It's yeah. the same exact thing. And I, James Harden has done the same thing with the, with uh, reading passing lanes. Yeah. And uh, in case you were lost with our box plus minus, yeah, this is from Basketball Reference. The definition, uh, BPM relies on a player's box score information and the team's overall performance to estimate a player's performance relative to the league average. BPM is a per 100 possession stat, the same scale as adjusted plus minus. 0.0 is league average, plus 5 means the player's a f- uh, it's 5 points better than the average player over 100 possessions, which is about an all NBA level. So he's James double Harden was all NBA. double all NBA level. Per 100 possessions, he was worth plus 11 yeah. points. He was almost So what you're saying is James Harden was worth two players. Essentially, yes. Just by himself. Um two two <laughs> mid-level players. And I mean it, he as I said his PER was 29.8 30 is like 30 is ridiculous. I 30 think 30 is ridiculous. I think 30 the only people that have above 30 are LeBron and Wilt. Uh, maybe Steph and KD have added to that list since uh, since they joined or since the Warriors have been on this hot streak. Um, but I know even LeBron's only done it. I think twice he did it once in Miami, um, where he I think he may have set the record with like thirty one point three or something like that. Um, and I know Wilt has had or has the record um, in that season where he averaged like fifty and twenty five, which is. If Hopefully you, we'll never be broken. Um, if you go by PER, 29.8, it comes down to the specifics. Because um, the, the all-time leader has two decimal points. The, mm. the one I, 29.8 is one. Anywhere from 22nd to 23rd greatest season of all time. Yeah. Uh, PER. Um, there has been 20 instances where um, a player has had higher than 30. Oh, really? Oh. And uh, the names include, actually the only names are Wilt, uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Stephen Curry once, Anthony Davis once, this 2014-2015 season. Wow, that's insane. David Robinson, Dwayne Wade, David Robinson, 93-94, Russell Hmm. Westbrook, Shaquille O'Neal, Dwayne Wade, and Tracy McGrady. And those are names you want to be compared to. That's... That and that's why the worst I, one I would argue is Tracy and Tracy got a bad end of an injury exactly deal. And, and 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 that's why I like PER because there's no fluke PERs because like there'll be there'll be years QBRs where, for example like quarterback ratings sometimes you yeah know, and like like even if you Trent look, Dilfer, I think, even has. if you look at traditional points like say there's going to be those random years where random player A averages mm-hmm. 27 points per game and then you never hear of him again PER you're th- PER is overall like mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And James Harden did that. Yeah. And and James Harden to be like 27 and a half per uh Shea Serrano is about MVP level. He was too better. 
And he was almost at that 30 plateau, which only 20 players have done before. Yeah, or or it's 20, happened 20 20 times. instances. I believe yeah. I listed, what, six different players? Yeah. I mean, so, and that's 20 times out of, I mean, millions and millions and millions of people who've played the game. I mean, not millions, but, you know, just... just it's, it's insane. It, yeah, J, like... I understand the arguments for LeBron James, yeah. but he's not going to win MVP every year. Mm-mm. He he's at a point now where he has to do something just unheard of, like average forty points a game. Um, yeah, I would say this is prob this upcoming season is probably his last legitimate shot at winning it too. Yeah, I don't know where he would have to go to get that good shot too, because I I can't imagine if he goes to any sort of super team unless he just does something I can't imagine, you know, like 33 points a game or something like that. Um, I can't imagine him winning one. Because you think, I mean, at this point, we're, we're, we're doing the thing where we give people MVPs that are due. And that's just, that's when you see, you know, Steve Nash win two MVPs. That's when you see Dirk get that MVP. Yep. And Kobe only ends up with one. And, you know, I'll even have to admit, Kobe Bryant should not have one MVP. Yeah. Um. That's just malpractice. But saying that, we're looking right now where KD only has one MVP. And is KD going to end his career with just one MVP? I don't think so. But then when's Anthony Davis getting his MVP? When's Giannis getting his MVP? Um, You know, James Harden's not going to just fall off a cliff. Steph Curry's probably going to have something to say about it. Yeah. I think I think KD and Steph won't win another MVP no. until they separate. Separate, yeah. There's no way they can. Well, mm, I, I could see Steph winning one. I don't think well, KD I could also can see win KD win one too, though. I mean, he was close last. If he didn't, if he didn't get hurt last year, he was up there with Harden and Westbrook. I don't. Uh, I I I think it'd be tougher for KD to win one, just because I think even Warrior fans would would probably want to see Steph win. But then again, Steph has two. I bought my car. The day the Warriors won the finals. Yep. And the second they said Kevin Durant won finals MVP, I named my car Wardell because Steph deserved to win something that day. Yep. So he won the name of my there car. There you go. See? Um, yeah. But, man, yeah, so so the NBA season's over. Um, I guess but officially. it's about to start. <laughs> can I can I com- actually complain about the it's dumbass over, but NBA awards show? Starting on Sunday again. The NBA awards show is just yes. terrible. It's dumb. Okay, so here's what I don't like is – and and I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Houston Rocket fans right now. I don't necessarily like the Rockets. Um, two years ago, when Stephen Curry won the unanimous MVP, he got the trophy during the second round of the playoffs because that's how they did it. They announced the winners yep. after the regular season. By the way, they should definitely do it after the first round. Like I don't understand why yeah. they even wait till the second round because they 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 won't. What if they don't make it? They're doing like well, a Russell so, Westbrook so the, situation. So that's so here's the thing is. Rocket fans have wanted when Steph won the first MVP, they thought Harden should have been MVP. Harden had a great year mm-hmm. that year. Last year they thought he should have won MVP. Probably and then does. this year he wins MVP. But this year he wins MVP after they lose game seven of the Western Conference Finals. Yep. And the joy and fun of Harden of winning MVP is it's essentially gone. He's like it well. Well, we experienced the same thing last year though, is everyone was hyped off Russell Westbrook's triple double. Yep. And then he got swept, I think, or five. Or, yeah, it went five with Houston, and people were like, "Oh yeah, maybe we should have given MVP to that guy who fucking destroyed him." Yeah, and it's it's just dumb. It's the NBA. 
unfortunately doing what the NFL does and getting fat and pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Nope. Um, it just doesn't make sense. But they did the same thing with the draft. And so in 15 years, you know, we may be saying, you know, why, why? Well, we're already saying why, why do they have the TV show? But people were saying the same thing about the draft when, when they started televising the draft is I remember when this thing used to just come out in the paper the next day and you, you found out your picks that way. Even the draft too. Like I was talking with a friend last night is like the NFL draft was so much more fun when you woke up at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Now it's well. Round one is is Thursday, Thursday night, five and, o'clock or whatever. Yeah, and it, it, it's ridiculous. Um, but um, yeah. So free agency's coming up. I think um, that's going to be next week's podcast because um, I believe the legal tampering period starts July fourth, and I have a feeling no, that the new season starts July first. So you can start you can start uh, talking to teams on July. 1st. I don't think free agency starts. Until you can't officially sign your contract, but leaks will start happening. Uh, yeah, I believe because I, I feel like um, interest will be gauged. We should look stuff. this up because I feel like I saw somewhere July fourth is the the day. The uh, July fourth is the date that Brian Windhorse is saying we can all go on vacation because LeBron will have made his decision by then. Okay. I don't believe that. I think LeBron's going to take. If I'm LeBron, I don't understand why he doesn't just wait for every other piece to fall. Like, okay, doesn't okay. that make the most sense? To yeah. You? So like, just the legal tampering starts July first. Contracts can't be signed until July sixth. There you go. Um, so that Friday. Oh, okay. So maybe, maybe uh, we'll we'll come and record July first or no, July second, mm-hmm. which is next Monday. And then uh, we'll we'll know some some fates, and uh, hey, maybe we'll get lucky, and LeBron will announce what team he's going to as we're recording. Or we'll be unlucky, and we'll record on Monday, and LeBron will announce on Tuesday, and then well, the even our whole podcast. The, is the even worse thing would be would be we record Monday night, and then the second we get home, like at nine o'clock at yeah. night, LeBron announces where he goes. It's like, well, shit. By the way, LeBron James is supposed to announce that on Instagram TV. The new IGTV. We're doing this. So, uh, yeah, I think also on the uninterrupted page is where it's supposed to happen. Okay. Also, the Space Jam 2 uh, debut trailer, trailer is supposed to, to drop, drop on LeBron's uh, IG as well. So, be on the lookout for that. If you're looking for something to be mad at, I think a lot of people are going to be mad at that Space Jam, Space Jam 2. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Well, the first one wasn't good. I hate to break it to everybody. I love that. I loved it as a child, but... People should really try rewatching that. It's, it does not it's, hold up. It's there's very, no, it's very nostalgic. It's very nostalgic. That's about but it. As the, there's movie, no it's, dialogue. Um, it's literally they just want to play basketball. Yeah. By the way, real quick, animations don't hold up either at all. Bill Russell, <laughs> Michael Jordan, like stretching over. Can we, can we talk about Bill Russell? My, my GM. Is that what you mean? My GM, Bill Russell. Yeah, Sacramento King legend. Was Sacramento Kings coach and GM yes. when uh, Kenny Thomas? What did you see? Or Kenny Smith? Did you see Bill Russell last? He night? flipped off Charles Barkley, and it was amazing. And his apology was. too was amazing. It, it wasn't an apology at all. Actually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, um, I just, just I didn't realize I was on TV, and anytime I see Charles Barkley, I gotta flip him yeah. off. My yeah. bad. Yeah, so Bill uh, Russell's a uh, an absolute treasure, man. Yes. Like, oh, yes, he is, and. Um, yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's it, everybody hates Charles Barkley, and it's great. It's great. Um, I'm definitely not objecting to it. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so is that it? Is is, is yeah? We, that's we terrible. <laughs> that was a terrible, terrible podcast. That was just terrible. We're too young. Just, just too young. Too, too young. <laughs> just too inexperienced. Le- LeBron James. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yeah. We just gonna wrap this up now. 
Okay. We can wrap this up. Thanks, Charles. You're welcome. Uh, what song we got playing, Charles? Uh, what Would Meek Do? Okay. By uh, Push T. There you go. Push T. Because Drake's album's coming out Friday. Scorpion, look or out. is it coming out this Friday? It'll come out Friday. This Thursday Friday. night, probably. Um, so I can't wait for that. Those, so I yeah. will download that. Yes. Um, That'll probably be our intro music next week. Ooh. So. Ooh, we talked about this real quick. Maybe maybe we... Yeah. we so you liked Ye better than uh, Kids See Ghosts. Uh, I believe that's what you said when we first yeah, talked. Yeah, I... Yeah, I probably like them equally now at okay. this point. I've had time to uh, live with Kids See Ghosts. The thing that I will say, I don't, and it's kind of funny to say it, but the thing I don't like about Kids See Ghosts is how much Kanye is on it. Yeah. Um, I think Kanye got his album. He did not need to step all over Kid Cudi's album. I understand that it was a joint album and it was a whole thing. But um, I just really, really, really loved hearing Kid Cudi again. I thought it was cool to hear Kanye on Kid Cudi beats. Uh, Fourth Dimension was great. Kanye killed the production on all of it. Killed the production on yep. Nas's album, too. I saw um, the perfect tweet about Nas, though, in 2018. It just said Nas in 2018. It was a picture of Tracy McGrady in a Spurs jersey. It's more like Tracy McGrady in a Hawks jersey. Oh, man, that happened. Because, like, the Spurs jersey, like, people knew about. We're still, like, rooting for. Like, oh, like, Tracy made it out of the first round. Oh, Tracy may win a ring. And then, How fucking sad is that? By the way, Tracy McGrady. Let's end with this. Tracy I appreciate Mc- how we ended this podcast. Tracy like five McGrady ago, ended his career because Ray Allen hit that three. That he was on that Spurs team. Tracy McGrady is supposed to have a ring and doesn't because Ray Allen hit that corner three. Like that's like if you're Tracy and you're like, dude, like I've never made it out of the first fucking round and now I'm on the Spurs and we're like 10 seconds away from winning a fucking championship like what like what more do I have to ask? And then Ray Allen Ray Allen. God bless Tracy McGrady, man. T-Mac, T-Mac had a rough career. I, uh, I, I'm getting sad now. We can end this. Anyway. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for yeah, listening. That, Follow us on Twitters, Instagrams, whatevers. Yeah, yeah. we don't have an official. Mm-mm. Oh, by the way, can we can we real quick shout out? Yeah. Uh, Be Conscious Podcast. Be Conscious Podcast. Damien, Damien Barling. Barling. We're trying to get him on at some point yeah. here soon. And when I say trying, I mean we've talked about it. We haven't texted him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, we would actually love to have to him Damien back today, on. But uh, download the Be Conscious Podcast. It's uh, not a sports podcast, but it is a sports podcast at the same it's time. A, it's really important, too. It's I a very... Like it's, it's like... It's a it's a very important podcast. You should listen to it. Um, maybe we'll get not a, not for those light of heart. Yes, like it's um, it's some real heavy hitting stuff. Um, we're, we're gonna try and get Damien on here soon. He could he could expand more, but uh, definitely definitely um, give that a shout out. Definitely follow it on Instagram and Twitter. I believe they both have Twitter pages. Also follow Damien on Twitter. He's a good follow. Uh, well, follow us first. Follow us first. Follow us. Unfollow then follow us. So I get the notification twice. Yep. It makes me feel better. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be it for the uh, the. Oh man, we didn't even say a number. I think this is the 29th, 29th edition of the Undrafted Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening at Pasquini Andrew at Chris M Watkins here on the Undrafted Podcast. <laughs>